This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today on the newscast, Israel exposes Iran's attack drone bases and a supposed U.S. ally is supporting Hamas. Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've got a very important interview coming up for you in just a minute on the growing terror nexus between Hamas and Turkey. Yes, that Turkey, a supposed NATO ally, which under the rule of President Erdogan has become more like Nino, NATO in name only. You won't want to miss that interview coming up in just a minute. Before we get into it, two things. Number one, if you have not subscribed to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. And secondly, Big speech today in Herzliya, Israel, by Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz laying out the locations of two of Iran's attack drone bases. Now, you may remember about a month ago here on the newscast, we discussed a similar revelation by Defense Minister Gantz in which he gave the location of an Iranian drone base inside Iran where the Iranian regime was bringing in members of its proxies across the region bringing them to the Islamic Republic for drone training. And of course, as we have reported here in the newscast many times, and Defense Minister Gantz confirmed this once again today in his speech, Iran is sharing that drone technology with the likes of Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis, the Shia militias in Iraq, and other nefarious actors in the Iranian orbit across the region. Uh, Defense Minister Gantz today specifically fingered two of those bases where Iran has launched drone attacks from against Israeli vessels, Israeli-controlled or Israeli-owned vessels in the waters of the region over the past year. The one site is off the coast of Iran in the Strait of Hormuz, and the other, they're both in the southern part of the country. The other is in a city called Chabahar, and Iran is using these two bases to launch those lethal attack drones. That was one very interesting nugget from Defense Minister Gantz's speech today. Also, he mentioned, and programming note here, folks, we will get into this on tomorrow's Watchman Newscast live stream, Iran's efforts to establish a greater foothold in South America. In particular, Benny Gantz today talked about Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps trying to increase its presence in South America. We know, of course, of the tri-border region where Brazil, Argentina, and Paraguay meet a notorious Hezbollah fundraising sector there in South America. But Gantz talked about the IRGC trying to establish more of a presence there and also the Iran-Venezuela relationship. And I am here in the United States in the Western Hemisphere, so I am particularly interested and concerned about those details. We're going to dig into that tomorrow again Watchman Newscast live stream right here on the YouTube channel between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us live and be sure to bring your questions for our Q&A session. It's going to be good. Okay, on to the interview. 
We are talking turkey. I know it's Thanksgiving, bad joke, but this is the bad kind of turkey in terms of the Turkish regime uh, led by Recep Erdogan right now and its growing relationship with the terror group Hamas. We talked about this on yesterday's newscast. You can check it out in our archives. A uh, Hamas cell broken up by Israel just yesterday. It was directed by Hamas operatives living not in Gaza, not in the West Bank, but in Istanbul, Turkey. Now, we got into this with our good friend John Shanzer of the Foundation for Defense of Democracies in Washington, D.C. He is author of a great must-read new book, folks, called Gaza Conflict 2021, Hamas, Israel, and 11 Days of War. Again, John has an insider perspective on what exactly went down in that Hamas-Israel war back in May, Iran's role, Turkey's role, and most importantly, perhaps, what comes next. Take a look. First of all, the cell that was just broken up in in the West Bank, uh, connected to Hamas and also connected to Turkey, really worth noting that the guy behind that, his name is Saleh Harori, uh, for, for those who have been paying attention, this guy, his name keeps popping up in the media over the last seven, eight years. Actually, it was Aruri in 2014 that planned and financed the kidnapping of those three kids in the West Bank. If you recall, that triple homicide was one of the things that prompted the war back in 2014. So here you got the IDF breaking up yet another cell backed by Aruri who has connections, he lives in Turkey uh, with the full knowledge of the Turkish government. So I think, you know, the uncovering of that cell really does reinforce the idea that I think a number of us have really been trying to stress over the years that Turkey has become a state sponsor of terrorism under President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Real quick, you made a big statement there a moment ago uh, that Turkey is essentially now a state sponsor of terrorism. You unpack this in your book as well. Tell us a bit more about that under Erdogan, his radical rule, how Turkey is uh, really starting to embrace terror groups like Hamas. Well, look, uh, absolutely. You know, dating back to probably before 2014, Hamas has made Turkey its second largest uh, and second most important jurisdiction in the Middle East, other than the Gaza Strip. It's where you have the largest number of Hamas operatives roaming around today, engaging in political as well as military and financial activities, all with the complete knowledge of the Erdogan government. But just to be clear, it's not like Turkey just stops with Hamas. Turkey also supports groups like Al-Qaeda in Syria. They kept their border open for ISIS fighters to stream across the border uh, back when that war was hot. Uh, We've seen Turkey provide some support to the Taliban, uh, the Muslim Brotherhood. I mean, you name it, there isn't a bad organization out there that the Turks haven't done some kind of outreach with or provided some kind of financial support. So this is a trend to continue to watch. It's remarkable because, of course, Turkey is still a member of NATO. And how that works when you've got, on the one hand, they're doling money out and providing support to terrorist groups. And on the other hand, working with NATO, this is a head scratcher. And I think at some point, the U.S. government's going to have to reconcile. 
Yeah, great point, Jonathan. Look, it seems like there needs to be some accountability on the part of NATO holding Erdogan accountable for these uh, behaviors. Uh, you mentioned Iran a moment ago and Iran's support, obviously, of Hamas. Let's dig into the book a bit more, Gaza Conflict 2021, which, by the way, everyone can pick up at Amazon.com right now. We highly recommend it. Uh, Iran played a role in that May conflict uh, in a lot of nefarious ways. Break it down a bit for us, the genesis of that conflict back in May. Yeah, so, I mean, look, uh, it, it really, it drove me crazy watching the press coverage here in the United States um, and how Iran's role was ignored. I mean, first of all, all those rockets, those 4,000 rockets that were fired by Hamas into Israeli airspace, it was, in some cases, Iranian weaponry that was provided directly to Hamas. In other cases, it was weapons parts. In other cases, it was just know-how. It was, you know, Iranian engineers teaching Hamas engineers how to assemble and fire off these rockets. This has been something that uh, Iran's been doing for the last several decades, right? This is not something recent. This is a decades-long project, and it was largely ignored in our media. On top of that, the building of those tunnels, that so-called metro system, that uh, came about through assistance by Iran. There were underwater um, drones, there were aerial drones that were provided to Hamas by Iran. And then there's just the, the broader history of all this, which is that Iran has been funding Hamas to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars, dating back to the late 1980s, early 1990s. It was Iran that helped Hamas kill the peace process in the 1990s. It was Iran that helped Hamas uh, basically wage war during the Second Intifada of the early 2000s with that campaign of suicide bombings. So Iran's fingerprints are all over these activities, and yet somehow it's just broadly described as another round of Palestinian-Israeli violence. It's not. It's proxy violence carried out by Iran. Yeah, John, wherever the Iranian regime goes, chaos and misery follows, and that includes Gaza, Hamas's power base. Hey, in the wake of that May conflict, which you write about so eloquently in the new book, uh, where does Hamas stand now? Of course, we mentioned earlier the terror cell broken up in the West Bank just yesterday, but uh, what is Hamas's strength level now? Have they replenished their rocket arsenal? Where does the movement go from here in the wake of some pretty heavy losses they took in that May conflict? Yeah, I mean, they absolutely took a beating, uh, certainly in terms of the attacks um, on that metro system, as well as in the Jala Tower, where Hamas had that um, that uh, Iron Dome jamming facility that the Israelis ultimately destroyed. So there are a lot of assets that were destroyed during the war. Um, look, they fired 4,000 rockets. They had an estimated 15,000 in their arsenal. So they don't even need to replenish a lot of those rockets. Maybe some of the longer range ones or the ones with the higher payload, but they still have 11,000 projectiles in their possession, which means they could do it again tomorrow if they like. One of the things that Israeli and American officials have noted is that Hamas really walked away from that conflict with a stronger political standing, uh, having made it look like they defended Jerusalem on behalf of the Palestinian cause. That resonated, it gave them more popularity. So right now there's an effort by the US and by the Israelis to some extent to try to prop up the other side of that Palestinian equation, the West Bank Palestinian Authority um, in Ramallah under Mahmoud Abbas. Except there's a problem here. You start throwing your weight behind that government. That government is actually still involved in pay for slay and a bunch of other terror funding activities, incitement, um, anti-normalization efforts against Israel. 
Yeah, Jonathan, last question along those lines. You've got some policy prescriptions uh, in the book for the Biden administration, and it seems like a lot of that kind of comes back to the U.S. approach to Iran and Iran's nuclear program. The problem is that, A, Iran's not interested in making true concessions. Uh, it's a temporary deal that will ultimately give Iran that pathway right back to that illicit nuclear program, and that cannot be ignored but the other part of it is this, and I note this in the book, that we have a situation where if the U.S. knowingly goes back into this deal and provides billions of dollars to Iran, you know, the last time around when this happened, it was a theory that money would flow uh, downstream to groups like Hezbollah and Hamas. We can now say with certainty that that is exactly what happens when Iran is richer, when the Islamic Republic has more money in its coffers they do spend money on terror groups. So if and when, and it really it's a question of when, the fifth Gaza war breaks out, the one in May was the fourth, when the next one breaks out, it's actually quite likely, if not guaranteed, that if the United States goes back into the deal, they'll be funding both sides of the next war. In other words, indirectly, they'll be supporting Hamas by way of Iran, while also providing direct support to Israel. That is a policy that we need to avoid at all costs. And I think the Biden administration is now forewarned. Very important information there from Jonathan Shanzer that you're really not hearing anywhere else. Folks, it's the holiday shopping season right now. Of course, I encourage you to pick up Gaza Conflict 2021 by John Shanzer. Pick it up now at Amazon.com. It is a great and important read. Hey, remember... Join us tomorrow for that Watchman newscast live stream, 4 p.m. Eastern time right here on the YouTube channel and bring your questions until then. Thanks for joining us today here on the newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.